and welcome to this week's episode of the Cultured Imprint. This is episode number 10. And if you don't know who I am by now, my name is Gugosha and I am your host. <laughs> um, This week, guys, wow. Um, I hope you guys are okay. I hope you guys are well. Uh, I see a lot of people are going out. Last weekend was titled the mini december and i feel like we're all in the spirit of just festive i feel like we're all so fed up with this year and that now that it's getting hotter it's getting warmer um places are opening up i feel like we have every right to go hard and not go home we don't deserve to rest we've been resting the whole year so i feel like if you want to go out do it babe do it be safe um enter at your own risk yeah (laughs) without further ado let's get into astro chats alrighty guys so this week in astro chats like we are a week into i don't know if you guys can hear that there's a thunderstorm coming so bear with me um and it's crazy how it started raining on the 1st of October. It started raining on the 1st yesterday, today, whenever you listen to this. <laughs> um, a lot of people say that it is a cleansing in a way, in a sense, you know. And it ties in with what's happening in the Astros. So we have the full moon in Aries, a.k.a. aka the hunter's full moon aka the harvest full moon and it's asking us to dig even deeper into ourselves and allow for opportunities for healing to be revealed to us um it's giving us a chance to heal our inner child and it's asking you to forgive yourself for your past mistakes and acknowledge your true identity and true self now this is all happening while mars is in retrograde mars is still in retrograde it has been in retrograde um from the 9th of september and it will end only on the 13th of november and it's a retrograde in aries so it's the full moon in aries and the mars retrograde in aries that's a lot um if you have aries in your big three your sun moon rising or your your sun moon rising your venus and your mars you are going to be affected you're going to be affected heavily or if you ha- or if you have like um a, a fire sign in your big three you're still going to feel the effects a bit more than others so i've been told so just allow yourself to heal this um with this full moon and it's about to be a trip i don't know what's going to come up because uh, um they spoke about healing your inner child so if you've been feeling like a lot of issues from your childhood creep up deal with it you know allow it allow it to come to the surface don't push it back down allow it to come to the surface and deal with it openly um in a safe way in a healthy manner as well because most of the time when we tend to deal with our trauma we some some not all may tend to push it back down or deal with it in an unhealthy way 
and with the full moon in Aries, it's urging you to deal with it in a healthy way. Allow yourself to feel the feels, basically. Basically, just allow yourself to feel it all. And we can only hope that we do heal and we do get better. I mean, healing is not linear. It's, it's up and down. And sometimes you might feel like you have dealt with something. Because I felt that way, um, when was it? Not so long ago sometime this week like on tuesday because when the moon transitions into another sign or or um a full moon is coming you feel the effect three days before and three days after remember that so on tuesday i was like whoa what the hell is going on because i thought i dealt with the situation but no T- turns out i still have to deal with it so you know i just wish healing upon everybody everyone who's listening and yeah so now with um mars in retrograde our favorite planet mercury is going into retrograde very very soon on the um 14th of october all the way to the 3rd of november and again you must expect hidden things to come out with mercury going into retrograde things like technology communication travel logic and information mm-hmm. all get disrupted i remember when Mars went into retrograde in feb um my wi-fi went down the remote for the tv stopped working like it was just a mess it was a messed up so to prepare yourself um be ready and remember you feel the effects three days before so yeah october is coming through with a lot um they say it's spooky season um halloween is coming up i don't know if you celebrate halloween but if you do i hope you're fun i hope you dress up i hope you look good um yeah that's it for astro chats (laughs) wow now we're moving on to the pop culture segment and starting it off with some proudly south african news um a 17 year old kololwami monsi was is the first black south african to play at the junior french open homeboy is only 17 years old and in march he already won um the african junior championship and rose to number 12 in the international tennis federation and is the highest ranked african junior tennis player like what this is what what at 17 years old is gonna play at the french open and i really really do wish him all the best um i hope you get a lot of coverage on his travels he's a, he's supposed to leave sometime this week um he's probably already in france you know so wish him all the best um i hope we do get coverage um over like the match his journey everything we want to know every single thing that happens with this boy and we really really do wish him all the best he's only 17 years old and he's already doing the most so everybody should be on the lookout for that name um be aware of it and yeah i really really do hope that he does what he needs to do which is win and when you read the article he's a very very confident boy um and he him and his brother play tennis so 
so it's a family thing so i'm getting like serena and venus vibes if you catch what i'm saying if you catch what i'm wait are you catching what i'm throwing that's 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 the that's the way you say it <laughs> so i really do wish him the best um there isn't much on his brother but he has some really super cool accolades as well and we can only wish him the best um yeah i just hope that we get a lot of media coverage on him because some of these things just go under the radar and i don't think it's cool to just let something this big fly you know what i mean so congratulations to him good luck and bring it home now moving on to the presidential debate this happened on the 30th of september and it's the first of three so we had um the one that happened on the 30th was between donald trump and joe biden and it was a mess it was a mess as an outsider looking in it's tricky it's messy like how do you expect people to make a decision between these two candidates there's more obviously but these are like the top you know top top candidates and i i don't i don't know how it's literally choosing between bad and worse and we all know who's worse because they spoke about many many topics they they spoke about COVID-19 they spoke about um the Black Lives Matter protest they spoke about um uh um taxes like they spoke about a whole lot of things so according to CNN Trump spoke for a total of 39.06 minutes and Biden only spoke for about 37 um 56 37.56 minutes um they also brought up the fact that the New York Times did an investigation on the president and found out he only paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in federal taxes in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen after being elected president. How can you pay seven hundred and fifty dollars in taxes in two years? Donald Trump is a millionaire, if not a billionaire. Or close to, you know. And the fact that he only paid $750 in taxes. But people are out here getting arrested and they're getting blacklisted. And so much is, so much has happened and so much has stopped for them when they don't pay their taxes. Because they've gone bankrupt or something has happened. And he, on the other hand, gets to live life. It's very cozy for him. Very, very cozy for him. Like, how could you... How could you trust somebody like that to... To lead your country? Um, he said... Oh, wait. The investigation also um, showed that he has not paid income taxes in 10 out of the last 15 years. As he reported that he was losing more money than he was making. Which was a lie. Because... He simply did not want to pay taxes. Like, I get that. Nobody wants to pay taxes. I've heard that it's a fucking nightmare. Um, thank God I'm not dead. Um, but I know I will get there at a point in my life. Um, 
nobody wants to pay taxes, but you have to pay taxes to make sure that shit gets done in your country. You know what I mean? And as the president, you not paying your taxes, what kind of example are you setting? But also, who said that Trump was a good example? Not even as a president, as a human being. Jay. You know what I mean? So, yeah. He, um, Trump dismissed this as fake news and Joe Biden accused him of, um, not applying and following the country's tax code. He said, show us your tax returns. And he said, Trump said, you'll see it as soon as it's finished. This is the first U.S. president in over 40 years to keep his tax return data under wraps. Are you mad? In 40 years. 40 years. I don't know, guys. Like, guys, I, I, but like, how do you, how do you choose? How do you choose, you know? But I know for a fact that you can't choose Trump. You just cannot choose Trump. Um, a lot of, um, people said that debate was more of like a reality TV show. Someone was like, it had the energy of the Real Housewives reunion shows. Like, <laughs> I didn't watch, um, I didn't watch it live. I watched videos and it was very comical. Joke. Presidents are telling each other to shut up, to stop talking, calling each other clowns. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? The only person who was missing was that guy. Who's that guy from the Red Sea? Just Randy? They just need Randy to be in the middle and just, you know, try and mediate this thing because, wow. Um, Biden called out Trump for not, for his poor management of the pandemic and said it was an absolute failure. He said, quote, do you believe for a moment what he's telling you in light of all the lies he has told you? And basically, I think what Biden is saying, Joe Biden, Biden, I'm sorry, I might get the pronunciation of his name wrong, um, is that he would have done a better job in terms of handling the pandemic. He said Trump panicked and all the regulations that he enforced were not helpful, basically, because the num- their numbers are through the roof. And also, it's like, it's so crazy when you like look at um, Americans, especially during the summer, they were living it up. Like, it was like, no mask in sight, people were going to clubs, um, and not, I know for a fact that a lot of people were still, like, under quarantine and, like, staying safe and keeping their distance, but other people were, like, having the best time going to pool parties, going to clubs, like, to the point where it would be, like, full, 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 full. So, yeah, I he also spoke about um, white supremacists and um, they asked him about um, the, the, the actions that white supremacists um, did while created um, at the Black Lives Movement, Black Lives Matter movement protest. Um, and he says he openly condemns those actions, actions and he basically said, Sure, I'm willing to tell them to stop, but it's not my problem. He said it's a it's a it's a left wing problem and not a right wing problem. 
So basically he said, uh, I would tell them to stop, but it's really not my job. What do you mean, my guy? You're the president. You are the president of the country. And, yeah. What he did was basically say that white supremacy is not a thing. And white supremacists are doing what they have to do. He does not see anything wrong with it. And quite frankly, it's not his problem. He really could, he couldn't give a damn. Because last week we spoke about um, Brianna Taylor's mom getting a settlement about 12 million, I think. 12 million dollars. I wonder how he feels about that. I wonder how he feels about that. Um, but it is Trump, so he'll pay, he'll pay anybody to shut up or he'll pay anybody to like sweep a matter under the carpet. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. And also, like, with this whole presidential debate, Joe Biden now announces that he is launching a company, a beauty company called Biden Beauty. And the first thing that they're selling are beauty blenders. Selling at $20.20. You get that? The 2020 version. Mm-hmm. And, um... The, the phrase that goes with this beauty blender or beauty corrector is that blue corrects orange. And we all know what that means. That's a jab at um, the president because we all know that man. His spray tans are just not it, you know. So he's basically saying, my babes, get this beauty blender and sort out your spray tans. Because even though you don't use beauty blenders for spray tans, you use them for, you know, makeup. <laughs> But um, it's basically a jab at President Trump. And I feel like, why why would you take all your energy and put it into something? Beauty blend, blenders, like, really? Like, really? As a presidential candidate, you are out here creating beauty blenders when you should be worried about, I don't know, other things. Like, fixing the fucking country. You know what I mean? Or trying to get into office so you could fix the country. But, I don't know. I'm just... I'm just a girl with the podcast, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, like I said in the beginning, as an outsider looking in, things are very messy, things are very shaky. Um, yeah. Voting day is on the 7th of November, and I really, really do hope that people go out and vote. I really do hope that people are registered to vote, because one thing's for certain, Trump needs to get out of office. <clears throat> Excuse me. He needs to get out of office. There are so many things that this man has done and is still doing that are harmful to not only Americans, but citizens in certain countries like Mexico. And anyone who's an immigrant in, in America is literally in danger. You know, we've been hearing um, from last year and like actually since he's been in power that ICE has been going around terrorizing um, immigrants and separating children from their parents and hearing about children being trafficked it, it's just there's just a lot happening under this man's leadership and it needs to stop so yeah i know i've got listeners in america shout out guys please 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 go and vote please go and vote also um america we all know the dollar is like the top currency in the world so when the dollar gets to like we need the dollar to be well i mean the rand is kind of weak and ish. Ish, ish, ish. I mean, the dollar really needs to get back on top. You know what I mean? It's been dropping. I mean, it 
it's helpful for us because our currency is weaker and we can get things now for much cheaper but there are other things and stocks and shit are affected so this man needs to go that needs to go i feel like maybe when trump is elected out of um the 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 house he like things will just get better in the world maybe covid will go away maybe there'll be like a cure or something i mean we already know there's a cure but i, I just feel like it, it's on my elbow things will just get back to normal nature will be healing i feel like that's the first step we have to take is just to get that man out of the White House just needs to go, but yes, voting does on the seventh of November. Um, I don't know when we'll know the results, but hoping and praying that this man gets out. Moving along. <laughs> um. Wow. Okay. Now this is like a big news. Um, Edwin Sodi, a businessman, was arrested along with six others and they were linked to uh an asbestos contract scandal that was worth about 255 million rand and we all know the money was used illegally it did not go to the project and this has been this um asbestos contract scandal it has been under investigation for about five years um this was when it was flagged as irregular yes it was flagged as irregular by the auditor general so i think the auditor general of south africa and they were like Mm-mm, something doesn't add up here we gave you the money we gave you the plan or you gave us the plan and we told you these are the places that you need to go and clear out the asbestos so basically what the project was was to definitely go and clear out asbestos in the townships so back in the apartheid era the apartheid government um used asbestos in um roofing in the houses so asbestos becomes dangerous when it starts to um get moldy and it starts to flake and you breathe in those particles and cause serious serious damage to your lungs so um the government especially in gauteng well gauteng was the first place they um carried out this project and for about five years now people have been wondering yo when is this gonna start when is this gonna you know when are you gonna see some progress in this project so basically they took that money edwin Sodi, along with six others um it was very difficult to find the others names but he was um the main guy because he is kind of popular in a sense you know he's kind of popular he's um married or dating a south african influencer as well that every, every, everybody loves so um his arrest was you know the one that got the most attention but 255 million rand um they said that he took this money along with a friend and started to buy property and um wow like he used this money obviously for his own personal use and it did not go to the project but this isn't something new in our country hearing of um politicians or businesses getting tenders to fix things in the na- in in the neighborhoods in our townships 
the roads i don't know it could be roads schools toilets you know it's it's the norm sadly it's sadly the norm that we hear about people doing this all the time and it gets tiring hey cuz i i remember in the beginning one of like the f- the first few episodes that i did um i spoke about how well there was a scandal with this girl she was busy ranting on twitter talking about how um she's the daughter of a representative in spain or some shit like that and now she got well she called out like everything like she was like she goes to spain she has drivers and five star treatment wherever she goes and we were like okay whatever but then that ended up um um getting her aunt and uncle investigated and along with other kids um kids of politicians who were talking about um how um their parents work hard and they live a good life and because you are chilling and raving that's not going to change anything your parents were the ones who decided to go and march in the streets while their parents were out there getting the bag and that's not true <laughs> that's not true they're eating the funds they're eating the funds you know so it just reminded me of that about how everybody's eating the funds guys and it's just it's just wild to me that some some of it just goes under the radar but he was unlucky and he got called out and he's arrested for 250 just think of that 255 million rand million rand like yo yo wow and recently now talking about this recently a friend um said well she was talking about this whole situation like um um politicians and tender and tenderpreneurs taking the money and using it for their own personal use she was speaking about how there are people that are like if i was in if i was in the government or if i was a a a a politician sorry if i was a politician and i was you know doing what i was supposed to do they would do it legally and they would do it like with i don't know how to say this um yeah they would they would do everything legally they wouldn't misuse funds and you know their morals would be intact and my friend was like but what would you do if they gave you 20 million and they said shut up that's like a good question like you you are a young you know you know um activist and you like you really into politics and then you do you know get into like maybe the NT youth league and then you do get like a seat in parliament and you're like you know I'm here to make a change I'm really here I'm really here to make a change I'm really here to break the narrative and break the cycle and then somebody just hands you 20 million and they're like listen shut up we're not here for your hero antics shut up and she was like a lot of people will actually take that money and run because we all know the struggle guys bupilo kinto like honest to god bupilo kinto and yeah she just made me think she made me think i for one do not want to get involved in politics 
I have no interest in being involved in politics. But whoever um, that is, like, my peer, that really is trying to, you know, get into politics and, like, trying to get into parliament and really, really, truly make a change. I hope you really do make a change and you don't let the money get to you. And that's a very, very hard thing to do. I hope that... um you know, you stay true to your morals and stay true to the reason why you wanted to be in that type of position in the first place. Because I know, I know that if somebody were to give you money and be like, listen, just keep quiet. Like, don't mention this. Just ignore it. Here's 20K. 20K a week. Or like that 20 million. You're like, listen, shh, just shh. enjoy your life. Go on vacation buy that car that you've wanted since you were like 16 you know yeah it could be could be it could be a struggle but you never know somebody might come and shake the table but um yeah sorry to this man sorry to edwin um and it's obviously a developing story a developing case and i'll have to hear what actually happens to him in the coming weeks so um i'll definitely keep an ear out for that and i'll let you guys know okay mm-hmm. now you're moving along to some really really sad news um if you've been following chrissy Teigen and john legend um chrissy they were pregnant um with their third child um they have two children um already and they were pregnant with their third child and recently chrissy went into um labor um she was well not labor sorry no she was hospitalized for excessive bleeding and she needed blood transfusions um the doctors could not stop the bleeding which resulted in a miscarriage and yeah if you follow chrissy tegan on social media she's someone who's very vocal very um open about you know her life her kids her marriage well she lets us see what she wants us to see and she was very you know open with this pregnancy like she'd show like her pregnancy cravings um her belly bump on instagram stories um she'd share things about like like how the baby's doing like the baby was kicking or whatever and to hear that um they lost the baby is some really sad news and I do hope that they find peace and I'm really really sorry like it's like this happened like today like she posted on Instagram and everything talking about how um they had so much blood like that was lost and they had a lot of blood transfusions done but it still could not save the baby um she posted also how they typically wait until um the baby is born for them to name the baby but um this time they decided that they're gonna do that before weird. and they named the baby jack so r.i.p baby jack and it's just ugh, it's just really really sad and heartbreaking um and like i said she's very vocal very open like she made an instagram post she keeps tweeting about how it's so weird that she went to the hospital to give birth and there's no baby coming with her home 
So, and a lot of people are just being, a lot of people are being weird about it. Like, they're talking about how, um, this is what you get for talking about, about, this is what you get when you share things prematurely. Um, so many weird things. Someone was talking about how their views on, uh, on, um, abortion is the reason why their baby died. Like, are you, are you, are you that insensitive to not see that she just lost her baby. She just lost her child. Literally, this is fresh. It's not something that happened months ago. It's fresh. And I know like on social media we 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 tend to um get news quickly and and ingest and digest the news very, very quickly. Like I remember with Chadwick Boseman passing away. It hasn't been a month yet, I don't think it has been. Um but when he when I heard that he passed away, firstly I I couldn't handle it. Um, I remember I muted his name because I was like, no, I can't, I can't do this. Like, he passed away not so long ago, and I haven't been seeing posts. I mean, I muted his name by now, and I haven't been seeing posts on him like about his life, his death, or whatever. And we just we just move on very quickly, move on very very quickly, and we tend to forget that this is real life and this is happening as we speak as i speak right now and it's a fresh fresh listen this happened hours ago it's a fresh fresh wound and then you're gonna come on the internet and talk your ass off like why would you do that why would you do that i thought that i know that people are always there will always be trolls but you would think that for something like this they would subside and just chill but i guess not so we can only wish them peace and healing and love love lots and lots of love and i hope that they i hope that they heal from this it's, i know something like this it's just you can't heal from it you just learn to deal with the pain but i really do hope they heal and they find happiness and joy again in their lives now this is it for um the pop culture segment now i have i know it's been a long periodical time since <laughs> since i've had an interview and i had my phase this week so stay tuned to hear who i was talking to in the interview section hey guys welcome to the interview section Today I'm joined by Moti, Paul, yes. and Tato. How are you guys? <laughs> we're so. good. We're good. Um, that's amazing. So I'm gonna like start at the beginning. So Tato, um, you started YouTube in 2017, and you dropped your first video on the first of May. Hey, did you <laughs> I definitely did my research. Don't play. Do not, I do not play. <laughs> what was your what was the motivation behind starting a YouTube channel? Yeah, so for the longest time at like family functions and I'm sharing with friends, I was always like recording videos and just reposting them and sending them to people. So I remember one time in December, I think the December just before I started YouTube, my sister was like vlogging at the airport and I was like, What are you doing? Why are you talking to a camera? Mm. What's going on? And she's like, no, I'm just vlogging for YouTube. I want to be a YouTuber. And then I laughed at her. And then I was like, don't do that. That's weird. <laughs> and 
and she explained the whole concept to me and I was like oh that's, that actually sounds really really yeah. cool mm. and from there I thought about it for like a bit and then I just started so it's my little sister she put me on actually shout out to your little sister wow so now <laughs> you are sitting with over 50,000 subscribers and you've got yes. 229 videos how how do you do it how do yeah. you do it how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> been, I think I've been posting for the past three years every week. So mm. obviously sometimes, but then there's been times where I post twice a week. Twice, mm. like three times a week. Yeah. Like I've really seen that like consistency helps you grow and learn from mm-hmm. what you're doing with anything in life. So when I'm consistently posting a video, consistently editing, I'm consistently growing like my scale, my ability yes. to like, and understand my audience and see how they react to certain things. So I've just always, I've seen that growth aspect with consistency. So I've just tried to maintain that and, you know, to continue learning. Mm. That's so cool. And you know, with your channel, I see you like talk about different issues. Like you can talk, like you you can have like the vlogs and the challenges and the Mm -hmm. pranks, but you always have like a spot for like social issues and like things that the young adults go through. Was it important for you to create that platform? Yeah, so I feel like, you know, I, I really do enjoy creating content. We've got four content pillars. So it's like, it's Moti, mm-hmm. it's the Rambedi brand. Uh, it's a sit down and it's my personal brand, Tata Rambedi. Mm-hmm. And like, we always try, you know, push authenticity and like what we see and what we do on a, on a regular basis. So on a regular basis, we are constantly seeing like social, issue, social issues. Yeah. We're seeing people go through things. We've got friends with stories, yeah. friends with different experiences and even ourselves who can do those things. Mm-hmm. So as much as we enjoy entertaining, we also try to, you know, make people uh, you know you try to make people aware that yeah. even though we're telling them we're doing all these fun things we're also going to do the same things and these yeah. things have to be seen and heard you know mm. no no th- I, f- I feel like it's very important to like as a young person to always speak about like what you see and what you hear it's not always about like i mean the good times are like fun but it's very important to be vigilant and to be aware of your surroundings yeah Hundred percent, hundred percent. So now, when you introduce Moti, yes. <laughs> how did your subscribers react to seeing your girlfriend on YouTube? Yeah, you know it's, it's crazy because in, in the beginning, when we were like still vibing, with mm. type, but she's a gem, allows me. She's yeah. coming to my life. So nervous, like, I, so nervous. <laughs> I joined for like two minutes. Uh-huh. I'd be like. Oh. All these people are like talking to Tato yeah. and like commenting. I'm like, no, you're so cool, Mo, you're so beautiful. Yeah. And I just leave. I'll be like, this is way yeah. too much. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so and I kept saying she was my friend. So there's also yeah. we, we did an easy transition. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> so she was my friend for a while. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a very, very pretty friend. But people, people, <laughs> people could see. We were too comfortable. And then when she came as my girlfriend, people were like, oh, okay, cool. We knew, but mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. <laughs> They waited for you to announce and be like, no, this is my yeah. girlfriend, guys. Yeah. yeah. 100%. But it's, oh, man, they, they really enjoy more. And I feel like the more she creates as well, mm-hmm. the more you get to see her personality. Because mm-hmm. in the beginning, she was really, really shy. Mm-hmm. So now, because they liked her in the beginning, but now, yo, not because they're seeing that she's a profile like me, they, they're falling yeah. in love with her. <laughs> they even come in, they're like, like we can see Mo is getting comfortable in front of the camera. So yes. So I'm happy and they're enjoying it. So I'm very, very happy. And I'm so glad you I mentioned that that you've now warmed up to like filming and being out there. But how has how has it been for you, like entering the YouTube world and like the social media world? How has it been? How's the transition from just being poor with no Instagram? I remember I used to <laughs> actually beg you. Fine, I used to I beg you and be like, please get Instagram. And now <laughs> 
and now I see you. I won't lie. I'm in the beginning, like I said, it was like very uncomfortable and and all and all that. Um, mm. It was very. I mean, it's something. It's it's a whole new world for me, you know. Versus Tattoo, who had been doing it at the time for like when we met, mm. he, he was doing it for like two years. So he was very very comfortable, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? But then as time went on, I was like, this is actually really fun. Like I enjoy making videos with my person. I enjoy creating memories, and also like I think. Also, the interaction is so positive and so welcoming. So I think that also made the transition a bit more easier, you know, and a bit more like, like lenient. It's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a bad bad world. Because I was so scared of social media. I thought it was just full of trolls and like yeah, people that though. like. Yeah, it's full of those many, many but at trolls. least like I was like our subscribers are like quite positive. Yeah, the gang is very nice, very positive, so, energy positive, and nice big families. So mm-hmm. at least that really helps the transition a lot. Another thing is that I realized that I genuinely do enjoy making videos. Like, it's fun being in front of the camera. It's fun doing things with your, pers- with your person, you know, just creating stuff, or creating content on your own terms and enjoying that, like, while mm. you're doing it. That's really, that's, re- that's really what pushes us. What, that's what pushes me and makes everything a bit more better, you know? Mm. So, yeah. That's an amazing answer. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys, um, as creators, I, this is a two-part question, do you guys yeah. deal with imposter syndrome and do you guys deal with, like, how do you manage your creative blocks? Mm. I think this is for tattoos more than anything. Yeah. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, um, yo, I, I deal with imposter syndrome on the daily. Literally. It's horrible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think also comes with the space that we're in because what we do and what we create is based on, like, how the audience reacts to it. So, like... If the audience doesn't react the way you thought they wouldn't react, you're going to stop thinking, maybe my stuff doesn't bang. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, I know yeah. that. Mm. Yeah. That's true. And especially, I mean, like, I feel imposter syndrome with my degree because when you're in a space surrounded by people that are doing the same thing as you mm. and you just get embarrassed, it's always such a feeling like, mm. am I actually, like, am I, like, small? Like, am I no, do I know what I'm doing? Or am I just getting lucky? Mm. Yeah, it's like very confusing. So dumb but I mean, yourself. when I watch the videos, I remember that... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think with the creators blog, I think we always communicate. And more can always see when like I'm about to crash or if Mm. I'm just racing too much and she'll be like, "Baby, maybe we should take a break or maybe we should just go for a picnic." Or you know, she usually can see engage where I'm at, and then she makes sure that like you know we don't overuse our our minds and our creativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but just always make sure we prioritize. So we just like. Make sure you put you're putting school first. Make sure you put in your health first, more than anything. Mm. Mm. and then after everything else will fall into place. You know, percent. Yeah, and I'm so glad you guys um, mentioned school as university students, and I I know you guys are full time university students, right? Yep. <laughs> How do you guys balance it? Because speaking from like my own personal experience, I find it very 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 hard in yeah. school and the podcast so how do you guys do it that's a very good question ma'am <laughs> like yeah, we, we, we actually, actually don't know how we balance like, like, what, what, I, what i always tell myself i don't know if i actually do it is that i try to prioritize like school and i look at school as a bag as well yeah, so, yeah. like my calendar i'll put a calendar on my wall with things i have to do academically and then on my phone i have like a, a reminder thing where I, where I put things i have to do and to create content my campaigns my brand deals and Mm. i always just make sure that i never overlap the two calendars yeah i always make sure that i I know if this 
know, if this report is due, I should actually allocate some time to it before I even put time into my campaigns with whoever I'm working with or yeah. into creating the content. That so we just try to plan and then we just, just, it's really good to have like physical, uh, digital reminders, physical reminders, calendars yeah. on your wall mm. so you don't clash the two. Then from there, you must just work hard. You need <laughs> yeah. to work hard. Also, like, we're also very supportive of each other. So if I see, like, Caps are slacking off, he sees me slacking, mm. he's like, babe, come on, get serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, this is your education. It's time to, like, just to, like, you know, mm. yeah. just study harder, study an hour. Like into, uh, you know, <laughs> it's tough. Instead of going to the pub, So the key word here is priorities. Priorities. Yeah. And plan, hey. Oh, mm. planning, planning will make it so much better. Like, if you plan out and say, you know what, like today, like as Tato was saying, you have a calendar for this, and you have a calendar for that, and you see what would you have ahead, I promise you, your mind will be, like, so much, like, at ease. Like, it's crazy mm-hmm. how planning, like, just, you know, just ease you and relax you. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, Mpo, I want to talk about your blog, Curious Canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, in your bio on the blog, you said, I do this to learn and to survive in the world around me. One artwork oh, yep. at a time. <laughs> yeah. So what are the yes, themes yes, that yes. you focus on on your blog in terms of the artwork that you post? So I don't have, um, in terms of like art movements, in terms of techniques, et cetera, et cetera, mm. I don't have a particular theme. But my main like foundation of the blog, I always make sure that I um, promote young, underground, black, South African, or let me say African um, creatives, mm. painters, artists, do you know what I mean? So that's so that's what I would say is my theme per se. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say I have a particular theme of I just focus on painters or I just focus on graphic designers. Like if you're a creative or like a young black underground creative, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm. Like you are you belong on my blog. I want you there, you know. So how do you source yeah. um the artists and their artwork? Because i I I can only imagine how hard it is to find somebody who's just up and coming, especially in the art world. Mm-hmm. So as you as you know, um, I did art in school. So mm-hmm. I'll maybe think back of to an artist I really re- like resonated with. Like if because I normally I write about artists that I resonate with as a person, and also if I resonate with you as a person, then I I automatically resonate with your work and all all that, right? Mm. So I'll think back to what I worked with, who I learned about in school. Um, even now, now that I'm on Instagram, it's so much easier to come across artists. Mm. Um, a lot of Tato's friends, I think the latest um, article that I read about, she was she's actually one of Tato's friends. So again, like I, I just saw her, such a beautiful soul and her work and just the philosophy behind her work was just absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just people, I mean, art is always, always around us. So anything that I can just like grab my hands on anywhere, anytime, that's basically where I just source source my work from. Would you say that you're a budding curator? Like, would you actually do this on a, on a grand scale? Like, create an art show and everything? Um, That is honest. I'm actually really happy to put that up because that is literally the vision that is the mission at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, like, I think, I think we've, we've even had a conversation about this, like, long, long ago. My plan is to honestly like just get a vacant building or whatever and just create my own gallery house, you know, and cre- like create 
curate my own shows, wow. get exhibitions, invite, invite just young, budding underground artists who are just trying to make a living off of their art, like present exactly what your mom is doing, actually. So exactly mm-hmm. what your mom and just like just present and sh- just showcase their art. So that is that is my like end goal, should I say. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Manifesting. I'm manifesting that right. for you. I want it to be. I want it to come true. I want it yeah. to happen for real. It's happening. It's gonna happen, dude. So yeah, I think true. that's why I think that's why I'm so like I'm so happy and proud of my vlog because I'm like, you know what, this is my first step to, to mm. like, my dream and manifesting what I really you know want to do because I mean even when when my dream does come true when I do get my own gallery house I'm still going to carry on with the blog you know so it's not yeah. just not just a stepping stone that like when I get there I'm just going to like let go of this is just this is just part of the foundation you know what I mean? yeah just building on top of it wow that's that's amazing and yeah I, I also feel the same way like in terms of like the podcast I hope for it to like be bigger and better but for one yeah. thing, one thing I know is that I will not abandon it because I feel like when when you have your baby, you just can't let it go, man. You know what I mean? You want to see it grow. You want exactly. to grow. You know what I mean? Like this is your child. <laughs> it's also like your form of expressing yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like your creative outlet. So I would never want to let it go ever, 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 ever. Literally so I want to ask, ask you guys, um, how do you guys deal with like? The anxiety that comes with like I don't know if you guys do suffer from like anxiety and things but if you do how do you deal with that in terms of like posting and making videos and trying to keep up with the changing times we do I mean we do try I'm not gonna say we're fitness gurus but we try <laughs> so like maybe if like our anxiety is peaking I'll be like okay babe maybe let's go for a run okay yeah, maybe let's do <laughs> maybe let's do like young light cardio let's maybe stretch or maybe let's meditate you know what i mean and just kind of just center ourselves and bring ourselves towards ourselves and be like you know what we all get through this it's it's honestly okay because anxiety is a it's that thing that's yeah it's not a nice thing at all it's not which is finding ways every day just find different ways of dealing with your own anxiety and just getting out of your head you know Mm. Oh no, definitely, I feel you. Mm-mm. So now, Tato, um, I know you have very, 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 very loyal. I don't know, should I call them fans? No, subscribers. 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 Um, and I know that um, there's like, especially now with like lockdown and everything, a lot of people are being more creative and starting YouTube channels. Is there any like words of encouragement you could give them? Uh, I, I think I t- definitely tell the potential creators and future creators that they should really uh, enjoy the whole process. Mm. I feel like the more you enjoy what you're doing, the more you enjoy editing and seeing your, your video come to life and the more you enjoy filming. The e- mm. uh, like you, remember, you and I were speaking about it earlier now on, on the podcast that uh, I think what we were speaking about like how it's tough to do school. Yeah. School, feel cool, yeah. yeah. But then if you yeah. if you make school fun, if you make now making YouTube videos yeah. fun, definitely and then you consistently work. do it, you'll definitely you'll grow. Uh, in the beginning, one thing I did is I took a lot of time to watch other creators how they create, and I watched a lot of videos on how to grow, how to mm. create a brand, because YouTube is based on branding and how much people understand you and That's the true. personal connection. So I spent hours and hours and hours watching videos on how to grow my brand 
how to improve my creativity, hours of videos on how to edit. So it's mm. all about really being patient and putting in the time. There's no, mm. there's no easy, like, there's no, yeah, there's no jiggy jiggy around the corner. <laughs> but it's, you have to just work hard, bro. Yeah. And being you authentic. Did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, yeah. that's very important. Yes. Stay, like authentic and stick to your brand yeah. like you watch like watch other people for to get inspiration on how to do stuff but don't just don't copy and paste you know what i mean yeah you add your like what do you say your halala on it your halala you know yeah <laughs> Ever, yeah yeah wow thank you guys so much i really really enjoy talking to you guys my friend for having us <laughs> it's that always a, a pleasure yeah i'm happy we finally got a feature gosh <laughs> <laughs> why are you acting like it was never gonna come what do you mean dude i've been like i've been waiting like i said school fam like oh school oh 100 school but i'm so glad that we finally got to do this and i hope your subscribers listen and i hope they love what they hear from you guys 100%. You must actually teach me about this. Hey, Mo's been speaking to me about starting a podcast. Mm. So you must teach us. That would us. be so cool. I'm, I'm down. I'm so down. That would be so cool. You must tell yeah. us a young boy thought about Anchor and so we can... Yeah. Because this is really... Whatever you could do it like this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because then I don't have to travel like all the way to Pretoria to talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I don't know if I could drop location, no? That side. The other <laughs> that side, other side of Joburg. <laughs> and the fourth by the mountains. Yeah, dark. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you so much right, for having Enjoy us. Thank you for having us. No problem. Bye. Bye. For this week's song of the week, I've chosen a song by a South African artist. I am quite obsessed with the song. Um, the song is titled Week by Tando. And I really hope you guys enjoy it. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.